Hi, this is Michael Dolce, host of the Secrets of the Sire podcast, talking comics, movies, and TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. So it's fall, and that means one thing. It's time for New York Comic Con, uh, the largest convention on the East Coast, uh, and pretty much the only rival for San Diego uh, in terms of size and influence is here. I mean, just look at how it's changed release dates for movies and how shows like Walking Dead use it to get the word out. It's an amazing time, and uh, we here at Sire Studios are really excited. Uh, we'll be there with some awesome mainstream and Descendant exclusives and some exclusive art prints starting Thursday at booth 1042. So I hope you guys can come check us out. Tonight is a jam-packed show, and we are brought to you by On Location Tours, the Super Tour of New York City. Discover where your favorite superheroes save the day on the Super Tour of New York City. You'll see over 40 filming locations from movies and TV shows like The Avengers, Spider-Man, Jessica Jones, and more. Receive 10% off with code SECRETS at checkout. It's Heroes, Comics, and more. I've done it. It's an amazing tour for both just casual fans and super geeky hardcore fans like myself. Birds of Prey trailer, Joker movie, Spider-Man, Return of the MCU, Secrets of the Sire starts now. Secrets of the Sire. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sire Studios Digital Network. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by On Location Tours, the Super Tour of New York City. You'll see over 40 filming locations from movies and TV shows like The Avengers, Spider-Man, and Jessica Jones. Receive 10% off with a code SECRETS at checkout. Heroes, comics, and more. Discover where your favorite superheroes saved the day. Uh, go to the onlocationtours.com. Uh, you can actually go to secretsofthesire.com slash onlocation, and that'll take you right to their site. Enter the code SECRETS at checkout. Awesome show tonight. Hassan, well, okay, first of all, brought to you by me, Michael Dolce, and brought to you with my co-host extraordinaire, the Lord of the live stream himself, Mr. Hassan Godwin, the Lord of the podcast. We're just going to call you the Lord of the podcast. How's that sound? I like Lord of the live stream because it's uh, alliterated. It's, it's alliterated, yeah. Okay, well, well, that's good. You are the Lord of the live stream. Oh, I want to be the Lord of the radio. I, I spend a lot of money to be Lord of the radio, but when yeah. I'm on the radio, I understand, I understand your point. Radio's dead, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a, I have but a complaint. The video killed the radio stuff. Um, <laughs> but all right, go ahead. Go, my complaint, my complaint me. is this: is that yeah, for for many, many weeks, I've been scrounging the very depths of the internet trying to find topics of interest this, that our complaint. audience. I went so far as to get Kevin Bacon on the show, and and yes, you did in collective soul. Just yes, to you fill did. Spots. No, I, I got just to fill spots because they're awesome. Stop it! I know. We got to tell them that uh, that the world I know is our favorite song. So. That's right. That's Even right. though it's not on their, it's not on their supposedly biggest hits album. It's, no, it's, it's still well, it's on their, it's on their greatest hits, yes, but not their biggest. Uh, not their, not their biggest album, but it's, it's no. definitely one of their biggest songs. We got to tell them that. That's all that matters. And finally, this week we've got Joker movie coming out. We have got New York Comic Con. Come see Sire Studios at New York Comic Con booth ten forty two. Come say hi. We got a lot of great exclusives, uh, which you'll see in the commercial. We've got the mainstream New York Comic Con exclusive. Uh, we've got uh, a very limited run of Descendant comics um, made specifically for New York Comic Con. And we've got the Enter Sandman, uh, Mariano Rivera, New York Yankees mashup print 
uh, mashing together a Jim Lee variant with Mariano Rivera, who's going into the Hall of Fame, all at booth 1042. And what happens? We get slammed. We get slammed. Oh, we got Chris Aaron coming on tonight, too. I mean, we, we're just slammed. Birds of prey. Guest. <laughs> Birds of prey. Dropping trailers and posters. We've got sire bites full of juicy nuggets to talk about. We've and here got- you are, like a typical internet Nazi. Complaining. Yes. I am complaining. complaining. Stop complaining. I am you complaining. Always, you get nothing. You, you do nothing with complaint. You complain when there's nothing. You complain when there's something. No, I'm complaining when there's You're too much. You're never going to be happy. There's no such always- thing as too much. There's no such thing. All right. Well, no such animal. thankfully, we've got Chris Aaron on to talk about the Tom Welling, Brandon Routh stuff. See, you, had to bring, you brought in help. You got some help. And I now am. we're going to be able to discuss these things at length. He's going to give us the lowdown on near Comic-Con as well, too, because we are going to kick off our show with our Sire Bites. Spider-Man back in the MCU. So, you called it. How about that? You called it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, and Chris did, ironically enough. Uh, he was waiting to come back on again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it when, you know, a few weeks ago. It was negotiating in the public. It was sports negotiation 101. It was uh, quarterback wants a new contract. Team doesn't want to pay him exactly Sony, what. Sony screwed up, and, and therefore, and they, they overplayed their hands. Congratulations, you played yourself. Whether or not that's the truth or not, that's the spin I'm putting on it because they pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> the whole situation is a, it pissed me off. It really is. I mean, look, okay, Disney is a, the evil empire. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It, there's, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I like a lot about Disney. I, I dislike a lot about Disney. Right? That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. They're the monster we got to deal with. We want yep. movies. We're gonna have to go to Disney. That's how it is. Okay. So, um, these guys come along. They're off. They are right off their gigantic billion-dollar Spider-Man movie, the first Spider-Man movie to make a billion dollars, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. it's the first Spider-Man movie to make a billion dollars. It def- it defies all the odds. It defeats all the naysayers. Everyone's like, "Well, they're never going to make another great movie after Endgame." It's you know this this new sure. they want Spider-Man to take over their new Phase Five, and that's going to be terrible. He's not going to be able to fill Iron Man's shoes. He's not going to be able to do anything. Nobody nobody blinked. They all went. We all went right to the theaters. We all grabbed these gigantic spoons. We ate the entire movie up. Like like little yep. starving children, right? Yep. There's rumbling coming along. Oh well, this could be the last Spider-Man movie um, that that uh, the MCU does because of this and that and this deal. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, that's not going to happen though because uh, there's a billion dollars. These guys just made a billion dollars. This this they've turned Spider-Man into a viable franchise, right? After the horrendous. Uh, renditions of uh, the amazing Spider-Man movies, which they have their merit. Those two movies have some merit, but they are an egregious cash grab. From a visual standpoint, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they got a lot of things wrong, just like they got a lot of things. They got a couple of things right. They got a lot of things wrong. Fair enough, right? Mm -hmm. So, especially the lizard. I don't know what the... Jeez, what the heck was that about? But anyway... So they, they put out uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and everyone was like, yeah, but they got Into the Spider-Verse. So, and then Into the Spider-Verse was made a, made a, a, you know, uh, a killing critically. It got an Academy Award 
but it didn't make a ton of money. So there's still For like an animated film. Wanna... It did, and and way off their budget, they did. But go ahead. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a replacement for a billion dollar movie, right? No. It's not a. It's not an indication you you do well with that. It's not an indication that you can take on Disney. Now that's not a. That's 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 not a get out of jail free card, right? right. That means that you are making smart and concise business uh, decisions in in conjunction with your deal with this other major conglomerate that is actually helping you to to push one of your properties mm-hmm. into the stratosphere okay so they have uh, uh venom venom does really well it doesn't make a billion right. but it does really well it does it defies odds it defied my prediction i thought that and i still i don't even like the movie i don't know why that movie <laughs> i have no idea I can't why that movie tell you why it made all that money <laughs> i don't know why but i think it, it, just, did. it just it was the it was the it was the right place right time you know, if they didn't put it yes. up against anything else, people were just kind of hungry for something around this time yeah. of year, which is and why I, I think the Joker movie, which we'll talk about next, yeah. is going to do also very, okay. very well. Good, good for the joke. We'll, we'll speak about it. We'll speak about it. But, I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge them. I don't take anything away from them about it. You know, it, def- it definitely did do the, 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 the business it did. It definitely was an interesting movie. I saw the movie. It wasn't a bad movie. I, just didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love it. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie, right? So, fair enough. Still, no indication that you could take on Disney, right? right? Spider-Man, Spider-Man's the last one, actually. Far From Home's the last installment out of what we talked about because mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was Venom and then there was, uh, there was uh, Into the Spider-Verse and then Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Spider-Man Far From Home was the, it was the outlier, it was the underdog, right? right. Because it had, it had the most running against it. No, no, that's not true because Venom did. But Venom, but, but everybody kind of knocked Venom off the list. Venom came up from behind, surprised everybody. So we didn't even have time to predict whether Venom would, would or wouldn't. We just thought it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then it did. And so, okay, that, that, that sets a precedence for a game change. And then Into the Spider-Verse comes out and people are like talking about whether that's going to do great business or not going to do great business. It didn't do the business everybody thought it was, but nobody thought it was going to win a damn Academy Award either, okay? Nobody thought it was going to become critically super acclaimed. So that does its business. So here comes Spider-Man Far From Home and, everyone, and everyone's like, you know, the third time's not always the charm. This one's definitely, this one has a chance of not hitting because mm-hmm. these other two hit so hard, Right. It comes out and knocks both of those out of the park. Great job. Great job, MCU. Great job, Sony. Sony's next move. Hey, um, no, we're not going to negotiate no, no, with you. No, no, you're not. No, no, you're, you're, you're actually mischaracterizing Sony and all this. Marvel, no, to me, because is... I know Marvel. No, yeah, but Marvel pays more money and gets way less than, than what the proceeds of, from that movie are. They yeah. get way less. Yeah. So they naturally, after two, mm-hmm. because, uh, because of, uh, Homecoming did extremely well also. It took a while because it was, be- it was competing. I remember the competition for Homecoming was they were comparing it with Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman did like really great. And Spider-Man right. did okay. Globally, but, not, did it, but, but it, it got globally outshined. Globally, it did gangbusters. Globally, it did gangbusters. Yeah, Mike, I'm getting was, to that. Was, yeah. Monkey, I'm getting to it. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I'm getting to it. I said it didn't. It it did okay, 
And then in the and I was gonna say it it did so very slowly. It actually made more money than Wonder Woman, but it was in the aggregate. It was very slowly. Yeah. It very slowly climbed the the, the ladder. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That movie became a huge success. Okay, so Spider Man's an active thing, and he's in. He first first he was in a Civil War, then he's in all these other things. He's in the. He's in. He's he's in a. Oh, Oh man, there's too many movies, man. There's too many. There's Infinity War. That's a, that was a great turn for him. But let me let me interrupt you for that. Infinity War to get to the negotiation part, which is what you're talking about. I don't. Not, I don't know the specifics of the deal. I don't know if you do. The appearance. I know that Disney asked for more. No, 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 I no, no. know. I know that. What about this? Let me finish. What about no, that? No. I, the appearances. You're the one interrupts. In Infinity War, the appearances in Endgame. I'm not sure if Sony gets much. They get a fee for that, but I don't think they get. They're not getting they like shouldn't. a cut of the gross. They, well, they shouldn't. Do. They, they own no, the license. They get, they they, the license. No, because if you had a licensed character yeah. in a movie that I made, mm-hmm. I would have to pay you for the license, and then I'd pay you for whatever whatever you negotiated as part of the you know as as what comes from the proceeds. So that's up to you what deal you make. It's not like. It's not like, well, you don't get anything because uh, because this is our movie and we're just licensing your character. They have to make that deal. They didn't think that they made if, – if they don't feel that they made a great deal for whatever movies that Spider-Man uh, appears in, then that's, my, that's my, again, on Sony. My, I don't think my, Sony makes good decisions. I really my don't. My point is, is that I, don't, I, I think when it comes down to it is that Marvel came up and said, we want to rework this deal. Sony's like, we like the deal as it is. Yeah. The deal – the deal were the deal the crux that broke this up was the Spider-Man solo movies, not the appearances in other films. The appearances I in know, other films. But I'm, I'm talking. I, I'm what I was building up to is that they turned Spider-Man into a billion-dollar. They did. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. It wasn't. It did the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, which are still my favorite. Set the pre- set a precedent for super successful comic book movies right but none of them made a billion but they did set a precedent for for uh, for for tremendously successful comic book mm-hmm. building movies um tentpole movies right that they right. They're, that is, as they're called now that that was non-existent for comic books back in the day back right. during back in the early aughts right mm-hmm. so um so spider-man becomes this thing it's the biggest spider-man of all time Disney's like we want to renegotiate, and that's you know what for Sony not to see that coming, they're idiots. They're gonna be like, you got to be sitting there going, this thing made a billion dollars, we got most of it, and we didn't put up the, the we didn't front, we didn't front the money for it. I think I think you're actually misrepresenting Sony and no, all this though, because what it came down to was I am not your your Marvel. I am not Sony. required to give. The fact you are Marvel. I am required I'm, to give my opinion because I'm Marvel. not reporting the news. You're, you're Marvel. Me. You're Marvel. I'm Sony. Uh, Marvel comes up to you. Come up to me and say we want to renegotiate the deal, Sony. And I say I don't really want to. Uh, but at the end of the day, now Marvel is going to say I would never right, say at the end of the day. Really I would never gonna, negotiate with you if you said at the end of the day in the midst of an attempt. <laughs> we're really going to need to do some sort of negotiation because this deal is not going to work for us and we're not going to do another movie. That's what you're going to say. And then Sony's going to say, well, look, we recognize that you are, uh, you know, 
one of the one of the a major factor in why we made a billion dollars and why this is our greatest. So we'll we'll talk. We'll have discussions. We'll see. Eh, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. And in the midst of these discussions, you're just like, hey, by the way, been recording this this entire time. I'm gonna I'm gonna leak this out to the media. That's fair. And that's that's all that's all well and good. You know how I know it was Sony's fault and not Marvel's? Because why? Sony caved and Marvel got everything they wanted. Uh, so it's the holdout. The holdout for the deal is Sony. Now, was it was it a fair deal? Probably not. Well, what, what, is it a deal that you would take if you were holding all the cards? Probably in the heck no. But what you do is you negotiate because you're like, well, this doesn't work for my company. I can't. I can't in good faith make this deal with you because we're holding all the cards now and you want us to hand over the deck. See, but what I think, see what I think Sony got in all this now is, and this is according to Newsarama, Spider-Man may jump between MCU and Sony films. Marvel Studios and Sony's updated deal uh, for Spider-Man to appear in two more Marvel Studios productions may include what's described as a shared detail universe arrangement where Spider-Man appears in both so? the MCU and Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Uh, with story elements and references crossing over. Uh, this is actually from Deadline originally. The Hollywood Trade's updated coverage of this newly brokered deal describes the arrangement as a call and response, implying that while the two universes may not directly cross over, their plot elements and story details will be acknowledged across both studios' films. How does that? So, how is that Sony winning, though? Because uh, now because Sony, think, Sony, has to, Sony has to put up a substantial amount of cash for the MCU Spider-Man movies, and which, now they're they gonna, to, which they're going to make a significant amount of money for. And they have to put up 100% of the cash for their own Spider-Man movies. Which they had which to was, do anyway. But they were going to do their own movies by themselves without having to put up any cash for anybody else to share in the proceeds. Yeah, but the now, were gonna do now you before. can sit there and say, hey, these are now part of the MCU. Whether, but that's whether not, that's, we, don't, we do not know if, that, if Sony was not allowed to make any movies with Spider-Man during the first deal with the MCU. We don't know what the stipulation was for that. So we don't know if they actually gained anything or if they just came up with I, an I, idea. I would imagine, since that is now reported in the deal, that it was not part of it. In fact, the original deal was Spider-Man to appear in uh, three solo movies and two appearance movies in the MCU, it and that's what the deal was. It, I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's a, I don't see how that's a win. It's not a win. It's it's absolutely not a win. You lost. You had everything before. Now you have to share. You, and you were have literally to... just saying how stupid Sony was, and now you're you're actually because no, I see them this, for I, losing I, no, the no, no, negotiation. No, no. I said they were stupid for not negotiating. Because their immediate stance was we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna budge, and so when Marvel walked away, and 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 pulled whatever whatever you know bullying tactics they pulled when they walked away, Sony started to lose not only the battle of public opinion, because I mean now you have people oh, sure. who hate Disney, but you know. That means you're not going to get any more of these uh, Spider, these really cool Spider-Man movies. People want their comfort food, right? Yeah. And then on top of it, Feige's going to do Star Wars. There's a whole bunch of other news that comes out suddenly the next, almost the next right, which day, we, which we totally forgot to talk about last week. And almost, because there's too much to talk about, we can't. Yeah, talk about almost the much. next day, Sony makes this deal. 
It's because we're gonna get we're gonna lose in the aggregate. We're gonna we're gonna get washed out. A lot of people were starting to talk. And I don't know. I, I don't. For 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 the record, I don't believe in this. A lot of people are starting to say I don't believe in arguments that start with that or finish with that. So this is not an aspect of I'm right and here's the proof. Mm-hmm. But what the buzz was starting to be that people were like I'm not going to go see the Sony Spider-Man movie because. Right. I'm not good. We're not going to get him. It, we love this Spider-Man because it's in conjunction with all the stuff that's happening right. in the MCU. And yeah, now if you're now... going to pretend that the MCU doesn't exist. So yeah, so they, so they caved, they have to, they have to pay Marvel. They have to pay uh, uh, the MCU to, to co-fund the, M- the MCU movies so that they can make their own movies themselves and not be seen as the total villains and have people come to their movies. All I'm going to say before that we move is on not, to... That is not necessarily a win. All I'm going to say before we move on to the next bite is you're going to go watch Morbius with uh, Joker Leto, and they're going to have a hidden, uh, you know, an end credit scene where Tom Holland swings by Morbius's, you know, sewer, wherever the heck he's dwelling at that point. And the internet is going to be buzzing about it. And they're going to be like, you got to go see it because there's this, this, and there's happened, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're developing a Craven movie, a Madam Maybe. Web movie. Yeah. Venom 2. Venom 2 yeah. is going to have. Let them, let them do it. That was the same, it's the same idea they had for the but Amazing now, Spider-Man. But now you have MCU But the MCU is not going to sanction any of these other. It's got The only thing that, these, that the Sony movies are going to have is Tom Holland. They're not going yes. to be able to reference any of these other things that happen. No, but that's what watch. this new deal is. It, no, see, that's what this new deal is 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 saying. You don't know that. Can. You don't know if they're going to be able to reference. You just you just know that they're going to be able to use Spider Man in these movies, implying they, that they, while the two universes of films may not directly cross over, their plot elements not. and story details will be acknowledged. I think in that in that end, Sony is not as poor in this outcome you, yeah you if you think. if you say so if right. you say so i i think if they had negotiated from the start they could have probably gotten a better deal then they they, they, they wouldn't have they wouldn't they have were. huh they were negotiating they were doing exactly what you do in negotiations trying to get the best deal for you at the time they had the best deal they and shut then marvel, the and then negotiations marvel, down without no, that's deciding what, that's what marvel to said that's what marvel said how I mean, do you know on. that that's not the truth you're you're deciding what's the truth and what's not the truth. You don't have information on that. I, you know, it's the same. It's the same thing. You're, you can you're infer. Just, you're from just what doing happened. speculative. Fic- oh boy! You can infer. Are you kidding? What happened? Are you going to debate something with an infer? You, that, let me the, let me tell you right now. No, if you, there's no debating. If there's you no debating are holding, that. if you are if you are holding all the leverage, you always argue with no suddenly, math. You never have math in your arguments. You, you never have the math in your you arguments. You literally just said you don't even do the argue, these arguments, but then you argued that exact. I'm not talking because I'm because I'm talking about my opinion, right? Which is fine. If you're giving your opinion, that's fine. If you're going to say my opinion is wrong because X, Y, Z, then I'm going to need facts from you. If that's your, if that's just your opinion, then that, then we'll 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 take it. You know, we'll take it uh, on, on gospel. But so you're literally telling me your belief, your belief is that the two of them were at the table, they're at this dinner table, and they're negotiating, and then Sony's just like, eh, negotiation's over. This we're, is, we're all this done is what I have said. And then Sony went out and every time public, Sony went out and said, Hey, by the way, public, 
just want to let you guys know that uh, we're holding all the cards here. So we've uh, talked about this and we decided to let Spider-Man uh, back into our universe and we're going and, and to do this great thing that's going to just you know, blow up in our face. No, of course they didn't do that. Marvel did. Marvel's like, okay, if you're, if you're going to play well, hardball, we are going to play hardball. It was still a negotiation. They never left the table. That's my point. They never left the table. The, the announcements... That's that ridiculous. The, the Sony made announcements themselves. Well, they had, no, no, but they made announcements after it was announced by Marvel that Sony... It, it was, it, it, look, it's, it's... But you don't... But see, that's what I'm saying. You don't know. I actually... You don't know that. Go back in because our, Because of the Go to Apple that, Podcasts. Go download our previous podcast because I did actually quote people who have an industry sources that were saying they never left the table. And it was Yeah, in, and I could quote you about, about 10 people who said that they did leave the table. That, that doesn't mean anything. What 10 people said they left the table? Who? Who are these people? Who were the people who said they did? The guy on our podcast. Go look. Go listen to our own show. Go try and actually listen to the show that you're a part who, of. That doesn't mean I don't have him off the top right. of my head here. That's neither do I. That doesn't mean he's right. He said he heard that. I mean, it's hearsay. Uh, it's all, all right. hearsay. How are, you, what, how are you arguing hearsay as fact? That's what is ridiculous. not hearsay is that there's yeah, a Joker ahead. movie coming out. Switch it up. There you go. Whenever there's you a Joker to, movie coming when out. When you flounder in an argument, you always change the subject. No, 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 no. When, yeah, when an argument goes happens. way longer that's than what it happens. has to. That's what happens. Ah, when you're the one who to. decided it's gone on too long and then you change yes, the I subject. Have. Yeah. I heard from I heard from some people. Flattering. I heard from some people that that argument went on for too long. Uh huh. Switching uh-huh. gears. Me now. too. You know what? I just I'm hearing right now in my in my headset that people want the argument to continue. Yes, I'm. Yes. I am reading the Facebook posts. <laughs> and, uh, and okay. Anyway. Anyway. Next. Joker. Sirebite number two. Joker director blames far left for film's controversy. Outrage. <laughs> far is left. A commodity. Oh my god. This from Entertainment Weekly. Joker director Todd Phillips blamed the far left for some of the criticisms of his film in a new interview. Uh, he told the rap that outrage addicts are unfairly attacking his Warner Brothers film as their controversy du jour. I think it's because outrage is a commodity. I think it's something that has been a commodity for a while. What's outstanding to me in this discourse, in this movie, is how easily the far left can sound like the far right when it suits their agenda. It's been really ooh, eye-opening for ooh, me. Shots fired on both sides. Wow, that's... Um, I 100% agree with that statement uh, because I, I think he's 100% correct. Uh, the one thing I don't understand about I, I have statement. I have absolutely no uh, uh, no issue with the fact that the far left can be uh, uh, I don't know I, I don't have a negative enough word for it how the the far left can behave and cancel culture is a cancer I have no issue with that whatsoever what I do have issue with is him him basically saying, I don't think this movie's gonna make a lot of money as because of Lefty. No, but here's the funny thing though. I'm not reading any of this like controversy, with the exception of securities being beefed up, which they which they talk about. Uh, it says earlier this week the families of victims of the 2012 mass shooting in a movie theater in Colorado penned a letter to Warner Brothers expressing their concerns. And they yeah, urge so it's to use wrong its to call to them lefties too. I no, mean, right, right, right. Biggest, I can't, it, the right. That's noise. the thing I don't understand. In addition, uh, U.S. Army base has recently been warned uh, of dark web chatter making a specific credible threat against an unspecified movie theater. Um, 
you know, so, so there's definitely, you know, calls for alarm here. So it's not as if it's a crazy thing. But other than that, I don't understand. Well, it, okay, okay. In Unless the, in, it's maybe Todd Phillips's Twitter feed, maybe? In the, in, the, in, the under, in the In the admittedly stereotypical world that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the mass shooters have far right tendencies, right? In the in with the exception the, of the Toledo guy recently, in right? that one guy, yeah, the average, the, the Ohio the a- guy, yeah, right. the average. I'm not right. talking about in general, and we don't even know if these are really far left people or if they just have yeah. that paraphernalia on them or whatever because they're trying to hide something else. We, I mean, it's just it's it's just the average, okay, and it it proves nothing. These people. Hot take. These people are deranged. So whatever <laughs> ideology they have, it really doesn't matter because it's they're not using the, their right mind while digesting it in the first place. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're going to say that the left is basically. I think it's. I think it's a statement. <laughs> I I think it's a statement designed to ward off whatever potential far right mass shooter may or may not be thinking of paying a visit to the theaters that are showing the Joker. It's interesting because the Joker, because it will fit in with the, it will fit in with the narrative. Like the far right thinks that the far left is going to shoot up these, these theaters, everybody in the far left, just as most people on the far right, other than their own particular ideology, they love nothing more than trolling the other side. Right. I, 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 I agree with that. If you if the far right thinks that they will play into the far left's hands by shooting up a theater, they won't do it. And so I think that this is a long so Todd game. Phillips is a hero. Guys, I think I just think maybe Todd a, Phillips should have negotiated the Spider-Man Sony deal. That's that's yeah, maybe he should have. That's my <laughs> that's that's my most positive spin on it. I don't think he should have named an ideology because the culture in and of itself, is a cancel culture. It is not any more prominent on one side or the other. I mean, yeah. there's there are different. The the far right does it in a different way than the far left does. Right? Critic reviews right now largely positive for but, for Joker. Yeah, seventy five percent fresh. Um, Todd Phillips, isn't it good to have these discussion about these movies about violence? Why is that a bad thing if the movie does lead to a discourse about it? We didn't make the movie to push buttons. I literally described to Joaquin at one point in the three months as like, look, this is a way to sneak a real movie in the studio system under the guise of a comic book film. It wasn't, we want to glorify this behavior. It was literally like, let's make a real movie with a real budget and we'll call it effing Joker. That's yeah, what but Yeah, he's, he's full of crap. Because here's the thing. The bottom line of what he's doing is, and I don't, I don't have any objections to it. I really don't. But, I, but the bottom line is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's, take, he's taking the most, as we talked about off the air, he's taking the most famous comic book villain of all time. Right. Save perhaps, and this is a far cry perhaps, perhaps Dr. Doom. Right. The most, the, the most prominent, certainly more contemporarily, the most prominent comic book villain of all time is the Joker. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's taking the Joker, and he's ostensibly, because we haven't seen the movie, he's ostensibly making him the hero, hero of this movie. He's the protagonist. He's the main protagonist. Doesn't necessarily mean 
I don't mean hero in the sense that you're making him a good guy. He's the main focus of this film. Right. We are going to be forced while watching the film to see things from his perspective, whether we reject it or not. That's, right. that, is the, that is the basis of it. There's nothing wrong with this per se, but you cannot deny that this is what you're doing. And it is technically a, 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 a kind of a controversial move to take right. a villain right. and, to, and to, see him, to see him sympathetically. And it is a sympathetic movie towards the Joker only because by, by having to see life through his eyes, it will make him, auto, even if he's going to be utterly despicable sure. throughout the entire film, it will, it will make him sympathetic because we will have to sympathize with him in order to be able to digest the film, right? So whether that's a good, guy, a good idea or not, it's art. I don't really have... I don't have an ideology about that right. one way or another, but you do have to admit that what you're doing is a substantial uh, controversy. It's a subst- you're, you're, you're definitely doing it so, to turn heads. I don't, I don't, I don't believe any artist when he says, I'm not trying to push any buttons with this because nobody is trying, is making any kind of art commercial or not to not get attention. Sure. Sure. I mean, you want. He just doesn't like it. the kind of attention that he's getting because it's not going to be commercially viable. No, but I think. I look. I think in the one sense he has. A, he has a point though too. And Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix talked about it too. He reportedly walked out of an interview and asked about the controversy. I, I feel bad. For the for, most, I totally feel bad for Joaquin. For most of us, you're able to tell the difference between right and wrong, and those that aren't are capable of interpreting anything in the way they want it to. People misinterpret lyrics from songs. They misinterpret passages from the books. I don't think it's the responsibility of a filmmaker to teach the audience morality or the difference between right and wrong. To me, I think that's obvious. I agree with everything he says there, and I kind of agree with Todd Phillips in a sense too. Uh, This cancel culture wants art. It used to be that art imitated life. And, and would, would show us something in life and tell a story around it and help, hopefully teach us something, whether it was pushing you in, in, into a certain agenda or not. I think people now, I think the culture that's grown up on the internet now, is expecting the art to be this like parent so that they never had. Expecting the art to live up to all these particular ideals that they, yeah, that they it, think it, that they have that for themselves. art is supposed to now... Is, uh, Art's job is not to teach us right or wrong. It's it's to reflect on what's going on it's, and say, "Hey, it's to constantly reinforce and affirm our own beliefs and what's best in ourselves." Right. So, it, and no movie can denigrate um, can denigrate race. No movie can denigrate uh, trans transgendered people. Can no movie can denigrate white men. No movie can denigrate uh, uh, women. No movie. I mean, no movie right. is going to be able to make a statement about anything in particular without some kind right. of crazy controversy coming up because right. these people are offended by it. Because, because they they're looking at this, it. saying, "No, no, no! I want you to reflect back what I want to exactly. see, not what is." And that's not art's job. And that I, I think is right. something. Look, we, we but here's we've a, been, here's a slippery we've been slope. We've subtly on talking the, about this though over the last few years uh, of doing this show, and you know, look, I'm a cycl- I'm a believer in cycles. I know this is going to cycle out because you're going to have yeah. just as many people who are growing up into this cancel culture. You're going to have the people growing up, you know, on the tail end of it being like, well, this is ridiculous. We need to get back yep. to whatever. And it's going to, and it's going to flip. It just always does. It's just a question of when. Um, here's, here's the other side though. Mm-hmm. Here, there's, there's another side to it. Um, 
the audience is is if you're going to exonerate yourself as an artist and say, mm-hmm. look, I, as an artist, I am not obligated to X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. I'm obligated just to make art. The audience is not obligated to digest your art. I agree. Okay. So the, so the other side of it is that if, if you're an artist, mm-hmm. you shouldn't care about that. You, you, you really shouldn't. Okay. Now it's a problem because we commercialize everything to the point where if it is not financially successful mm-hmm. or if it stops you from being financially successful, right. then in some way we interpret that as people stopping us from being, from, from, from realizing the full potential of whatever art we're trying to create for ourselves. Right. Yep. Um, the problem is if you monetize your art, if mm-hmm. you make your art a, a financial uh, uh, you're trying to make your art a financial staple mm-hmm. and you compromise your art that way. And we all do it. I do it. I plan to do it. Everybody does it. It's not a, it's not a net. I'm not, I'm not condemning it, but I'm saying the the consequences of it. If you are putting this, uh, if you are putting a level of success on your art, that it has to be financially viable, then you in some way do have to cater to the people you're making art for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've already compromised the true depth of your of your ability to be yeah. an artist because you re- you're relying on your audience to have a particular reaction so that you could be successful and make more art. Okay, so in that in in making that deal, you are susceptible to whatever the culture has become. If we become a cancel culture. You have to, if you need to be successful, make work that, <laughs> that Our coincides here. with the, the with the culture. I, I don't think you, I don't think anyone should do this, but I'm saying if you're going to turn around and say I am not responsible as an artist to cater to the whims of this audience, I am an artist. I'm making you know, I'm making genuine statements during the time that we're reliving. Just didn't care. I mean, they, they, I guess I can't say that for sure because I guess they did care, um, but they would always make it known that they didn't care. So, yeah, in our day, but yeah. these the new artists are just as sensitive as the audience. That's true. Because now it's like, well, how come no one's gonna go see my movie? Well, we will be seeing that movie. Um, you will we'll be reviewing it. I will, I will. I will be in the background going, "Hey, did you like it?" <laughs> I really liked it, Mike, but tell me more about why you liked it so that I can pretend to know what the heck is going on. I'm, I'm kidding. I'll go see it. It's a really heated uh, first segment. I like it. I like it a lot. Let, I'm sorry. We're going to cool it off a little bit. We're going to cool it off a little bit. When we come back. Uh, yeah, Aaron's going to calm us all down. We're, we're going to dive a, into a little uh, birds of prey trailer, truth or trash. New posters coming out. Some Harley Quinn goodness everywhere. Uh, are we living in a DC renaissance? A DC sense? <laughs> Everything is going to be a renaissance because of the Keanu sense, right? That's going to be the new. That's it. That's the new statement for everything. Bring it back, baby. No, Bring no, DC is not having a renaissance. They haven't been gone long enough to be renaissance. But when okay, we when we come, come back, back.
Sire Studios is coming to New York Comic Con 2019, booth 1042. Featuring mainstream exclusives, the art of mainstream, giving you never-before-seen covers, art, and more. And Descendant, Volume 1 exclusive, collecting all three issues together for the very first time. So come on by New York Comic Con 2019, booth 1042, for exclusive comics, prints, and more. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sire Studios Digital Network. That's YouTube.com slash Secrets of the Sire, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, Twitch.tv slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we're on RadioPublic.com, Secrets of the Sire.com, Blog Talk Radio, and we are part of the Castworks Industries Comedy Network, which we're pretty excited about being on as well, too. Uh, and uh, we are also brought to you by even though it's not in the contract, I just I took the tour. So I'm very excited about it. The Super Tour of New York City. Discover where your favorite superheroes save the day. Go to yeah, Secrets you didn't even of- tell me you were taking that tour. I, I, saw, I saw it all on Facebook. I'm like, oh. I know. It was really, I it was, guess it was really great. I should have showed up. Secretsofthesire.com <laughs> slash on location, uh, and it will take you directly to their website. So go check it out. Um, awesome sauce. We are also brought to you by all of our beloved patrons, dedicated fans, Tom Osa, Craig Caruso, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, Omar Morales, Brian Phillips, Steve Hovecki, Stephanie Dolce, and our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Uh, go to patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. Okay. In the midst of all this stuff, the Joker stuff, uh, Stranger Things dropped uh, a quick little trailer earlier this week. Uh, we're not in Hawkins anymore. Uh, people, people are going bonkers about that. It's like it was literally just the title and those words and um to be real fast to be real fast about that um basically just recently a whole bunch of people including like uh, grace randolph and some Mm -hmm. like these prominent youtubers and stuff were saying hey how come we haven't gotten confirmation of season four of stranger things yet you know is that something we need to be worried about because you know blah 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 and then someone else came along with the theory of look these kids are getting older they are becoming bigger stars their lawyers and whatever their agents sure. are going to be renegotiating to the point where it's not going to make a lot of money. It's going to, it's not going to be cost effective to continue the series. It's the way it is because you know, blah, blah, blah. Also the, 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 the Netflix notoriety mm-hmm. for canceling shows in their third season. So when, uh, you know, a couple of days later when they announced four, everyone was like, Oh, you know we're hopefully find out what happened to hopper how hopefully it will go on at least two more years but at least we're going to get this one more year and uh you know it was it's just a feel-good thing i guess so yeah i guess so i mean the only the only guy who's really um breaking out i think of that cast is finn wolfhard because he's been in a whole bunch of but also millie bobby brown is is doing oh yes you're right you're 100 right both of them are are uh the breakout stars of that so far so, yep. uh, but yeah, so there was and, and also uh, David Harbour. David Harbour's been doing pretty it, good for himself. Okay, I stay corrected. Um, I'm yeah. over too. Um, Kevin Feige could be doing some Star Wars movies. I mean, there's all this stuff going on. And yeah. then DC decides to drop the Harley Quinn posters Monday. Yeah, they and did. And then last night dropped the trailer for Birds of Prey. 
Uh, and I ask you, because you you're very literal when it comes to the trailer to the trash uh, thing that we have going on. Honestly, I just did it because it's alliteration and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, hmm. You're like, well, what's the, what's the trailer to the trash about it? So I came up with one for you. Okay. Is this, based on the trailer, based on all the posters, especially the marketing, I mean, is, and it's basically the subtitle too, isn't it pretty much just our Harley Quinn solo movie? Like, why, are, why, even, why even do a Birds of Prey? There certainly is a substantial amount of Harley Quinn in it. Um, I think if it's going to be, even if it is an ensemble cast, they're going to showcase Harley Quinn. It's going to become... Let's let's look at it as a, a microcosmic uh, version of what the X Men became after right. Hugh Jackman became a superstar. So yeah, there's a team, <laughs> but it's Wolverine and the X Men, you know. So yeah, um, Margot Robbie is probably is is probably going to be the most prominent. She's her also her Harley Quinn. Her character yeah is is the most prominent. Out of she's wearing characters. pants now. Yeah, she's wearing that Joker that Joker tattoo. Into a mermaid or something. <laughs> it's really exciting. It's a it's a it's a it's a slippery slope that character because um she's for, for she's a lot actually of psychological reasons it's a slippery slope that character. She but. is actually that character is on par with like a Wolverine, uh, in, in the comics universe. Uh, and, and I say that, and I know exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that specifically because of the impact that character had. On female comic book readers, um, you know, obviously for well, she 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 originated with the animated series, right? I mean, as a for lark, growing up, actually. I mean, she is uh, a like a generational character that comes along that that connects with an audience, uh, both male and female, uh, yeah. for different reasons. Uh, so she actually, I mean, she look, she brought. I know, something. I know several girls. I know, yeah. I know one woman who um, who we mutually know who used to work with. Mm-hmm. Who is a tremendous, like a monstrous Harley Quinn uh, fan? Yeah, and I think you know, as a guy, you don't quite get it, you know. Like, all right, but right. it's because it's not, it's not speaking to us, you know. And so, yeah, no, but she was always an cool amazing character, though, too. Like, that's what I'm saying. She, she, the, it's not a small potatoes character. So, I mean, again, no. I think your analogy, Wolverine, is actually spot on because she is uh, a specific generation, especially females generation of wolverine you know i mean you know as, you're, as a kid like well, gambit was my personal favorite but before gambit it was wolverine like who wouldn't want to just be like i'm gonna you yeah. know like, like you certain know, characters like, become the personification of whatever yeah. the fantasy is that they're selling sure. you know so yeah wolverine definitely got the zeitgeist and harley quinn is probably is probably yeah, so. coming up right behind him is this a dc 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 sense or DC Renaissance. I mean, look, Joker's hitting uh, this weekend. Uh, Shazam did very, very well. Aquaman did very, very well. Um, you know, is DC kind of? I don't of know. Like, Shazam is arguably did really well. I think uh, Shazam was a little disappointed. Did very well. No, it did very critically well, it and, did. and it and it beat its expectations. Anything that beats its expectations is a win. Aquaman did tremendous business, uh, and Aquaman critically, is, and a, is a bona fide also, hit. Yeah, it's a bona fide billion dollar hit. So, um, I mean, it's 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 neat for us because actually, part of me was like, "Oh, February!" I didn't realize there was something coming out. So that's I'm glad the trailer hit. I'm glad we're just going to start hyping it up. I'm sure they're going to 
do some birds of prey stuff at uh, near comic-con this weekend so i think that's kind of exciting but i don't know if we can call it a dc essence uh just yet no a a i think dc hasn't been hasn't been in the woods long enough to mm-hmm. to, to have a resurgence that's that's a but b i wouldn't actually call it a genuine resurgence until they got the superman and the batman thing uh off the ground you know and figure out exactly what they're going to do look i didn't i did not love the movie uh man of steel i i was one of the few people who thought that there was something worth watching in Batman versus Superman, even though I would never say those that was a good movie either. Sure. I think Justice League was 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 just flaccid. It just a flaming piece a, of garbage. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I, it just wasn't a, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't good. It, you can't put that up against any of the Avengers movies and for and and be serious about it. But I Henry Cavill never had a question about him. Never, right. not once. I'm like, okay, right. Superman, gotcha. You know, all right, that's we'll we'll keep him. Um, I liked Affleck. I liked Affleck's Batman. I understand yeah. that there's a lot of controversy behind it, and they couldn't keep him. Um, we'll see. We'll see what uh, Patterson does. Um, I, I typically after the the Heath Ledger situation, I do not mock any casting choice until I've seen Phoenix them. coming out with Joker. Yeah, too. I, I, mean, I don't. I don't mock. Like, I don't mock. There them. is more certainty to the DC universe right now than the Marvel universe right now, because you know, there's, there's photos of like the eternal, the eternal is the big thing, but um, no, what's the big hook? No, what's no the big hook? Nothing is certain. I don't do the certainty. The people are more optimistic about these things. No, I'm I'll saying give the, it that. Certain, the certainty of they actually have something tangible they can hold on to. Um, Margot there's Robbie. No, how can you be certain about it though? That's how can you say that's it, a certainty? It, not, not a, question of whether it's gonna be good or not just that they have these things to look forward to there's it's a concrete it's visible it's it's something that people can actually look forward to but i mean uh, you, could have, so. you could look forward to you could have looked forward to justice league you know before you actually saw it oh well yeah yeah no you i could I, you, I mean exactly that, right that's not a that's not a level of certainty there's 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 optimism there's hope there's right. there's um there's there's perhaps as far as i'll go there's a there's a unearned confidence, you know, yeah. that these movies are gonna the, these things are gonna do pretty well. That the buzz behind them is right, and people yeah. are actually gonna enjoy themselves. I think I think just as when just as I said when Aquaman came around, I think people are ready to love these DC movies. I think they're ready to 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 get a good yeah. Uh, you know, be, before it was like you're not gonna you're you guys are trying to be the MCU and you're not doing it. Right. So we're not gonna. Give no, they you pivoted. Any, the love they pretty you much deserve. pivoted and, and and they did it at, at exactly the right time. And they've and they've now kind of, you know, Wonder Woman also. You know, they've they've garnered enough cash Hopefully. in the bank to where they can sit there and say, you know what, yeah, these now, movies are not have not been full-on financial disasters no they've been been social media disasters they've definitely been public opinion disasters margot robbie was the best part of suicide squad uh and again but suicide squad was a successful movie i don't have affinity for that character as we kind of were talking about like it's not like i'm sitting there going like oh this is like my holy grail but for a lot of people it is Mm. um her harley quinn is like the definitive harley quinn now for a bunch of people growing up um do you know, and, and I'm legitimately asking because I don't know, uh, is there a division of, of Harley Quinn fandom over Margot Robbie's performance? Um, 
I don't hear, I don't know, but I haven't heard any backlash. I haven't right, heard any my... people saying, no, this is not Harley Quinn. Yeah. You know? Um, so, look, uh, we've been lucky, really. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't had too many people who have been cast. When, when, when they cast a comic book character, if that movie does ha- any business, if it does decent business, yeah. everyone's like, okay, that's that guy. So, yeah. so Wesley Snipes was Blade until Mahershala Ali comes along and does something better. Wesley Snipes is always going to be Blade. I think the the gold standard of all that, of course, was uh, Hugh Jackman. I think once Hugh Jackman came along, because I think there was mm-hmm. absolute doubt that any superhero other than Superman or Batman could be realized. Sure. And then, you know, and then so in that, the logic is you'll never get Wolverine right. There's no way. There's no right. way. So Hugh Jackman comes along with that first X-Men movie. Only thing in that movie I really liked was Hugh Jackman. And every and even and the and the beginning was like he's too tall. He's too tall, he's not hairy enough, right? Yeah. They literally he became that he personified that character so well that they literally changed the way the character looked in the comic book to fit more Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So we've been really lucky since then that Toby Maguire is Spider-Man. Um Tom Holland is Spider-Man. I think I think Garfield gets a little guff uh, because, but those movies weren't really that successful. Um, it's amazing too. Robbie's been all over the place. Margot Robbie ha- Margot, is it Robbie or Robbie? I thought it was Margot Robbie. Uh, Robbie? It's it's a it's a. I think it's a preference. <laughs> it's a preference. It's a preference of. Um, it might be Robbie. I've heard Robbie. So yeah, I've heard both too. Actually, Robbie. though, so I'm not sure exactly. But um, I think she's. It, She's been in so many critically acclaimed movies now. She was in Wolf of Wall Street. She's uh, she's done. Um, she's just no, done she's bona fide. She's a bona fide. Films. However, this is like her defining character. It's amazing, like how which is how which was really tough for her because Harley Quinn was well established before yeah. she got near it, right? Yeah. And like I'm like like I said to you off the air, I think she kind of bombshells her way through it a little mm-hmm. too much because it, from what I got from the character, and this is from my perspective, yeah. I never thought that she was a, a sex, you know, a sexy bombshell. I know there's a fetish. Right. I, know there's, I know she could be easily fetishized, but it was, it was, it was more, it was more her psychology right. that was interesting than, than the, well, that's, you know, that's... The, the sexy bombshell aspect And Margot Robbie, especially in Suicide Squad played her as a bombshell. Right. I think she, she did a good job. I don't have any yeah. issue with it. But I, you know, that that part is definitely played up a lot more than the character. And you look like Margot Robbie. You want to look like Margot Robbie, I guess. She's not doing the Charlize Theron monster Oscar. You're in that alone. I'm just (laughs) saying. That's that's not where I was going with that. But anyway. She bombshelled it. I'm saying she bombshelled it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying that's a right or wrong. I'm saying that that's that's a choice that she, she made for that character that's not. Excuse me. Bless you. We'll cut that. Uh, that's a that's a that's a that's <laughs> an aspect of that character that wasn't in the the animated origins of that character. So, yeah. and it would be harder to do in comic books than it is to do in movies. Sure. Now it's an easy note to hit, you know. And she is a she is a, 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 a an inter- an incredibly attractive woman. Mm-hmm. So it it's no it's kind of a no brainer, but it's not. We'll see now if she's able to do something uh, cogent with the character, you know, yeah. as opposed to she, she's got the look, she's got the crazy, 
yeah right right girl look uh that you know that she's nailed and now she's become harley quinn's becoming more her yeah than she is you know that then she became harley quinn right so yeah. you know it's going to be her she's going to be synonymous with it for as ever long as she decides to play it especially if this movie is successful trailer so truth to trash is this a harley quinn solo movie uh, I yeah, I say. I don't think it's a solo movie. I I think I think it's going to be Harley Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. <laughs> it's like just like Hugh Jackman and the X Men, and all the and all the subsequent X Men movies. It was Hugh yeah. Jackman and these other guys who have powers. Yeah, I agree with you too. All right, when and, we and come maybe back, Storm. <laughs> when we come back, we go spinning the racks with Chris Arendt from News of Rama. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We go spinning the racks. We have uh, our favorite guest. That's right. We've declared him as our favorite guest because he comes on the most. Uh, Mr. Chris Arendt from uh, Newsarama. He is going to give us the lowdown on a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Chris, we were just earlier, earlier lamenting that there's an entire, like, like during the dregs of August, um, I'm, like, scrounging around trying to find something. I'm desperate to find topics, you know, September also. And all of a sudden, boom, near Comic-Con. Great, we'll have you on to talk about near Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, and Spider-Man's back. And, oh, yeah, the Birds of, Chiller, Birds of Prey trailer. Oh, yeah, and there's this crisis of, of Infinite Earth things going on. There's all these things happening uh, all at once. Why did you make this happen? Uh, that's just where you put me on the schedule. Like, if you uh, need ideas for more shows, just let me know. And I'll <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, let's yeah. uh, let's start off the top. Uh, the Birds of Prey trailer. Obviously, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, what's some good tie-in stuff to to kind of get people excited for February? Um, there's a uh, news that's come out that DC is doing a new Birds of Prey comic with Brian Azzarello and, and Emanuela Lupacino. Originally, it was going to come out uh, in 2019, but then in a surprise move, they delayed it to February 2020, which will tie in when the uh, movie comes out. Look but at that. DC Black Label, which for uh, Newsarama, I pretty much e equated it to, to people. It's an adults-only Birds of Prey comic. And this is Brian Azzarello, which makes uh -oh. it people who read Batman Damned can kind of wonder what they're doing. But like, but also, like, I'm curious because DC Black Label is generally not in continuity, so I'm I'm, I'm curious to what they're going to be doing with it. But going back in the uh, past, like I always go back and recommend Gail Simone's Birds of Prey run. He, like even though she wasn't the first Birds of Prey writer that goes to Chuck uh, Dixon, I really think. Her Birds of Prey run is, is the one that everybody should go back to. All right. So people get excited for that, and they'll get excited for more Batman Penis, possibly, in uh, Black Label. Uh, jumping over, uh, we, we are, to, you know, we talk about Joker, we talk about the security concerns, but we'll, maybe we'll, we'll jump back to that later. Spider-Man, that was the big news, obviously. But it was, it was kind of funny because it was kind of like a whimper. 
of news after like the big hoopla that kind of went through. And then, oh, by the way, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, he's back in the in the universe. Uh, but not quite the way we expected, right? Um, kind of the way that uh, some people hoped. Like I'm uh, kind of concerned in the way it was uh, – it seemed from one vantage point people could speculate that it was kind of publicly negotiated for – fans to kind of choose a side and all this, but I, I guess Marvel got the terms they want to come back and do more. I like that they pretty much from this new get-go have made it a finite thing where it's just one, one more Spider-Man movie, one more MCU appearance. So maybe they can treat this as a, as a goodbye for, and then Spider-Man Tom Holland transitions to the Sony universe or they renegotiate again in a couple of years and we have the same conversation and they just keep renewing for one more. Mm-hmm. It uh, kind of feels like pro wrestling where a guy is about to retire and they come <laughs> back for one more match, one more match. So we'll see. Um, a story, a story wise, like um, I'm glad that Spider-Man's staying in the MCU, but I'm also glad characters like Aunt May and Ned and everybody else all also get a chance to tell more story with those characters. Like you really don't want Happy Hogan to be all bummed out and turning goth and the next thing because Aunt May's no more. So I'm glad that Aunt May's staying around. Now this supposedly a story on Newsarama a few days ago was that uh, he, you know, would potentially be in other Spider-Man films. And you and I are kind of talking off air. Uh, you know, ha- the audience are, is kind of like used to this now, thanks to uh, uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Verse movie, right? I mean, so it's it, it's not a foreign thing that he could be in in like one of you know in one or both universes, right? Yeah, it's it's a really neat uh, coincidence that the uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie was seen by so many people, but that kind of have trained people to kind of expect if there's any character that's going to have some multiverse jumping uh, hijinks going on, then this would be the character for it. So if Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man does jump back and forth between Sony cinematic universe with uh, the Tom Hardy Venom, the Jared Leto Morbius and everybody else back and forth, um, that would be interesting. Um, There's been two reports confirmed that, Tom Holland almost uh, voiced uh, Peter Parker in the Spider-Verse movie previously. And from everything uh, Kevin Feige said, it's, it's kind of a decision up to Sony whether to use him or not. So interesting. possibly the door's always been open, but for some reason it didn't happen. But now more so than ever, the door is open further. But what I'd be interested in seeing is, is maybe – what if they can work out a deal where they do a crossover movie that is Sony's Spider-Verse, maybe wait a couple years with a actual MCU character, not just Spider-Man, but maybe some unique crossover there. Like, uh, I don't know, like, like what if the Venom, the Venom symbiote uh, crashed into, into the MCU for a movie or something like that? that I mean, that would be really, I, you, look at this point, Mar- the MCU and Marvel and, and just in general, like th- there's nothing that they, there's nothing that would shock me when it comes to this stuff, just because of how much they've accomplished now and how much weight they've, they've kind of, uh, you know, goodwill they've accumulated over this amount of time. So uh, at this point, I'd almost expect it in a way because just giving people a superhero movie these days now, thanks to the MCU is, is almost kind of mundane, right? Exactly. It, it's not just about being, 
you get a superhero movie, like even if it's good or not. Now it has to be has has to be a good movie first and a superhero movie second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jumping back over to DC for a sec, um, we're very happy to have you on because uh, I guess you were saying the big talk the last two weeks is is about all the Arrowverse, the Crisis of Infinite Earths stuff that's happening, and we just we just don't watch the shows. We should we should Hassan. We'll get on that. Uh, no, Netflix, <laughs> possibly. Um, yeah, the more the more recent ones, yeah, definitely. But I mean, come on, man, there's 20 episodes per season. I'm never gonna catch up with the Arrow. That's never gonna happen. When do you have that? I don't have that kind of time. To, I didn't. I haven't finished watching Dark Crystal. That's 10 <laughs> episodes. You I'm know, still like, an, I'm still in episode one of Glow. I haven't even. I haven't even. And you love that show, so I, I mean, that, come on. There's no way we're cycling through that. Challenger right went down. They're really bummed. They don't know if they should put the show on. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough, tough one. I haven't gotten through that one yet. Uh, Chris, tell us about uh, the exciting uh, Superman announcements for this uh, for this crossover. Well, well, first I'd like to step back for like those that haven't been into the Arrowverse shows. The last two crossovers have been pr- relatively standalone where you could jump in and just watch for instance elseworld last year I, hopefully crisis will be on a i didn't see path. i didn't see elsewhere i saw the one before that which i don't think was an actual supposedly an a, uh, actual adaptation right there was a one two years ago there was a because they've done one each year for the last maybe four years or something like that so I caught the one from two years ago which is which just featured all the superheroes per show but it wasn't a, if I can remember correctly, it wasn't an overall story. It wasn't a comic book adaptation, right? The last two have been attempts to kind of adapt classic comic book crossovers, correct? Yes, they did Invasion, I believe, two years ago. And they did Elseworlds last year. And they're doing Crisis this year. Um, what makes this one different is as... Uh, Things that were once new and it like interesting may have become passe. Like it, they've kind of upped the stakes. Where it not it's not just about the TV shows crossing over, but they're bringing in all these DC actor alumni. Um, in like uh, they're bringing Kevin Conroy from Batman the animated yep. series to do an older Bruce Wayne, where he's gonna not just do the voice, but show up as an older Bruce Wayne okay. as a uh, that. For most people, that what that comes to mind is the Dark Knight Returns. But I'm personally would love a Batman Beyond tease. Uh, a, a, well, a, isn't isn't Dark Knight Returns? Isn't that a uh, uh, Peter Weller? Didn't Peter Weller do uh, Conroy's voice? Yeah. I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Batman's voice in the Dark mm-hmm. Knight Returns. But yeah. but that's got nothing to do with it, right? Kevin Conroy is definitely the. Um, well, Kevin Conroy, as we know from our interview uh, that we had, it was a, he's a classically trained actor. So I mean, it, it's, he's but not, not only, but he he so. is de- he is definitive. Oh yeah, 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 you know. So that makes much more sense. I'm sorry, I'll stop. Oh talking. yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> he, he is absolutely definitive, Batman. But they've got uh, and uh, they got Burt Ward who played a uh, Robin yeah. in the 1960s Batman coming back. Like I hope they just do that just for. a five minute sequence where they go to that universe and have this bam pow. And, uh, and I would love like uh, to see some of the Catwoman um, actors from the 1960s Batman show to show up as well. Like, Julie, uh, Julie, New York, Julie, Julie Newmar and uh, Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Mary Weather, Lee Mary Weather. Yes. 
Boom. But the big uh, for Newsarama, like what everybody seems to be just popping over, is uh, Brandon Ralph showing off his Kingdom Come Superman. Yeah, I've seen that all awesome. over the. It place. looks awesome. I mean, let's let's just be real, right? It looks like Alex Ross come to life. That's, I mean, yeah, Brandon it, Ralph, and it's and it's colors here. It's a combination of uh, of it's it's a combination of three things. It's Brandon Ralph's Superman mm-hmm. in in of itself. It's a combination of Brandon Ralph's Superman. Alex Ross is a, you know, kingdom come. And also because Brandon Roth resembles Christopher Reeve so well. Yeah. It's also kind of, it's kind of a hint of the Christopher Reeve. Yeah. So it's a, it's kind of an amazing image. It really is. Yeah. And then at the same time, they announced that he's finishing up on, uh, Brandon Roth as the Adam is finishing up on legends of tomorrow. So he's leaving that show after this crossover. But then just a couple of days ago, they cast an actor to play the Ryan Choi Adam to debut in Crisis as well. And that's really getting people going. But as all this is going on, there's also Tom Welling is saying he's rep- the reports were very specific. He says yeah. uh, Tom Welling, who is from Smallville, playing Clark Kent and for the last little bit of the show played Superman. He said he was coming back as Clark Kent. They didn't say Superman. Right. right. Will we get to see him in the full costume doing all sorts of Superman-y stuff? Who knows? But there's been like an Instagram photo of him standing with the Arrowverse uh, Superman played by Tyler Hochin and the uh, Arrowverse uh, Lois Lane all standing in front of the old yellow Kent family farm from Smallville. That's really hitting some people pretty hard that were fans of Smallville. (laughs) Um, so I think there's a lot going on, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few things they're holding back that they're not going to show you until you actually watch the episodes. Like I, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. Cause then, you know, hey, when does, when does this all start? That was my uh, next question. Uh, that all starts well, in December. To yeah, uh, three episodes in December and then they take a winter break and then they have two more in oh. January. Oh, nice. So okay. Hassan, I'm going to throw the gauntlet down. We're going to just jump in. We're going to watch these episodes. We're gonna we're gonna do, without uh without any prior knowledge of any without of the any other prior shows, knowledge. and the reason being is that I, I that I don't have to find anything to talk about in December. It's really great. Oh my god! I know we have this like little thing called Star Wars. You're not Wars, supposed to say those things, though. and we you're have supposed our, to, those are supposed that's supposed Wars. to be your ulterior motive, but you're not supposed to mention your ulterior motive. We that's, have our Star Wars celebration in December. I don't know. We do our live episode celebration. What other celebrate? That, this is great. See, it's all good. We, we might not be celebrating the Star <laughs> Wars thing. <laughs> it was like the last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be a celebration. So the big the big thing going on starting tomorrow is near Comic-Con. Uh, we'll be there at uh, booth uh, 1042 at Cyrus Studios. Uh, come check us out. Uh, Chris, the big thing, what are people buzzing about uh, in the Newsarama offices in terms of near comic-con and like what's the big thing people want to go see or or is there anything on the docket that uh that really has people kind of like you know excited for um i I think since the joker movie is going to be coming out over the weekend for anybody going to new york comic-con you're probably gonna see a lot of joker cosplay so if if you like it great if you don't like it then you might want to i don't know take some advil uh i'm curious to see uh marvel and dc on the comic side have kind of made the beginnings or teases of big announcements coming i bet they're going to have have some uh further announcements about james tenyon and and tony daniels uh batman run 
which begins in January. I'm curious to see what they reveal about the Iron Man 2020 event with uh, Dan Slott, with uh, mm-hmm. Arno Stark, and, and that Iron Man. And um, there's always uh, Scott Snyder and uh, the sequel to Dark Knight's Metal, who the, the sequel was announced almost two years ago now, but it's supposed to be coming in 2020. So I imagine this would be a great place to reveal more about that. I think uh, 2020 is going to be a big year for Batman. Does DC even have a booth there, though? I feel like I feel like they're doing like an event at their office. So I'm not sure if they're even. I would have to check. I know they have an off-site Harley Quinn booth with my friend uh, Jimmy Pagliotti and Amanda Connor. Mm-hmm. Going to be that's separate from the convention. I do, I know they're doing interviews on site. I don't know if they're going to have a booth off the top of my head. People should probably just check the floor plans when they get there to see. They uh, it, it might be like San Diego where they have a combined Warner Brothers DC booth. Yeah, that's probably what it is because I didn't see DC specifically. I think there is a Warner Brothers booth, but then the DC offices, which again I don't understand this. There's a tour of the DC offices, but the DC offices are in LA, so I'm not sure what's going on. I will have to report from the floor. Well, actually, I won't because I'll be stuck in a booth all day. But I'll figure it out, and and I'll let you know because it was it was uh, my friend was texting me, and I was like, that is kind of weird, actually. I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but um, you know, any concerns? Joker movie security? I know that's that that's a big thing. We kind of talked about that earlier today too. Uh, you know, I know people are really beefing up for uh, for some sort of incident that may or may not occur. Yeah, I, 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 I just think with the tenor of the world right now and what happened with Dark Knight uh, Rises, like I think there's, there's a lot of concern out there. Um, Alamo Drafthouse uh, has said they're beefing up security for their locations. Uh, Landmark Cinemas, which is about a 50-theater chain in the United States and Canada, is uh, adjusting their rules for mm-hmm. cosplay. Yeah, cosplay, uh, yep. I, I I hope nothing happens and everybody has a clear head and, and they look at everything like I'd hate for something to happen. We just gotta, I don't know, just uh, be careful and just kind of, if you don't best. feel comfortable, don't go. Yeah. Well, we will definitely be there because we're going to be watching that movie. But and we're glutton for punishment. It. We'll be reviewing it next week. Chris, you officially spun the racks with us because this is our spun the rack segment. Uh, that's, that's how comfortable we are with you. We, we've, just, we've just assimilated you into our spin the rack segment now. See? Great, great. <laughs> next week, we'll be reviewing Joker. Uh, and we will be bringing in uh, more experts to talk about Joker. And once again, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, the Superhero Tour. Go do, go do the Superhero Tour and go see us tomorrow, booth 1042. Sire Studios, we will see you next week.